The Pied Piper of Hamelin by Robert Browning From the World's Best Poetry, Volume 6 Fancy and Sentiment, Part 1 Read for LibriVox.org By Thomas Peter as the narrator Craig Franklin as the townspeople and the corporation Jason in Panama as the mayor Lian Yao as the Pied Piper And Sonia as the rat and the lame child the Pied Piper of Hamelin Hamelin Towns in Brunswick By famous Hanover City The river Weser, deep and wide, Washes its wall on the southern side. A pleasanter spot you never spied. But when begins my ditty, Almost five hundred years ago, To see the townsfolk suffer so From vermin was a pity. Rats! They fought the dogs and killed the cats and bit the babies in the cradles and ate the cheeses out of the vats and licked the soup from the cook's own ladles split open the kegs of salted sprats made nests inside men's sunday hats and even spoiled the women's chats by drowning their speaking with shrieking and squeaking in fifty different sharps and flats at last the people in a body to the town hall came flocking tis clear cried they our mayor is a noddy and as for our corporation shocking to think we buy gowns lined with ermine for dolts that can't or won't determine what's best to rid us of our vermin you hope because you're old and a beast to find in the furry civic robes rouse up sirs give your brains a racking to find the remedy we're lacking or sure as fate we'll send you packing at this the mayor and corporation quaked with a mighty consternation an hour they sate in council at length the mayor broke silence for a gilder i'd my ermine gown sell i wish i were a mile hence it's easy to bid one rack one's brain i'm sure my poor head aches again i've scratched it so and all in vain oh for a trap a trap a trap just as he said this what should hap at the chamber door but a gentle tap bless us cried the mayor what's that with the corporation as he sat looking little though wondrous fat nor brighter was his eye, nor moister than a too long opened oyster, save when at noon his paunch grew mutinous for a plate of turtle, green and glutinous. Only a scraping of shoes on the mat, anything like the sound of a rat, makes my heart go pit to pat. Come in, the mayor cried, looking bigger, and in did come the strangest figure, his queer long coat from heel to head was half of yellow and half of red and he himself was tall and thin with sharp blue eyes each like a pin and light loose hair yet swarthy skin no tuft on cheek nor beard on chin but lips where smiles went out and in there was no guessing his kith and kin and nobody could enough admire the tall man and his quaint attire quoth one it says my great-grandsire starting up at the trump of doom's tone 
had walked this way from his painted tombstone. He advanced to the council table, and, Please, your honours, said he, I'm able, by means of a secret charm, to draw all creatures living beneath the sun, that creep or swim or fly or run, after me, so as you never saw. And I chiefly use my charm on creatures that do people harm, the mole and toad and newt and viper, and people call me the Pied Piper. And here they noticed round his neck a scarf of red and yellow stripe to match with his coat of the selfsame check, and at the scarf's end hung a pipe, and his fingers, they noticed, were ever straying as if impatient to be playing upon this pipe as low it dangled over his vesture so old-fangled. Yet, said he, poor piper as I am, in Tartary I freed the cham. Last June, from his huge swarm of gnats, I eased in Asia the nizam of a monstrous brood of vampire bats. And as for what your brain bewilders, if I can rid your town of rats, will you give me a thousand guilders? One fifty thousand was the exclamation of the astonished mayor and corporation. Into the street the piper stepped, smiling first a little smile, as if he knew what magic slept in his quiet pipe the while. Then, like a musical adept, to blow the pipe his lips he wrinkled, and green and blue his sharp eyes twinkled, like a candle flame where salt is sprinkled. And ere three shrill notes the pipe uttered, you heard as if an army muttered. And the muttering grew to a grumbling, and the grumbling grew to a mighty rumbling. And out of the houses the rats came tumbling. Great rats, small rats, lean rats, brawny rats, brown rats, black rats, grey rats, tawny rats, grave old plodders, gay young friskers. Fathers, mothers, uncles, cousins, cocking tails and pricking whiskers, families by tens and dozens, brothers, sisters, husbands, wives, followed the piper for their lives. From street to street he piped advancing, and step for step they followed dancing, until they came to the river Vaser, wherein all plunged and perished save one who, stout as Julius Caesar, swam across and lived to carry, as he the manuscript he cherished, to Ratland home his commentary, which was, At the first shrill notes of the pipe I heard a sound as of scraping tripe and putting apples wondrous ripe into a cider-press's gripe, and a moving away of pickle-tub boards and leaving a jar of conserve cupboards and a drawing the corks of train oil flasks and a breaking the hoops of butter casks and it seemed as if a voice sweeter far than by harp or by psaltery is breathed called out rats rejoice the world is grown to one vast dry psaltery so munch on crunch on take your nunch on breakfast supper dinner luncheon 
and just as a bulky sugar puncheon already staved like a great sun shone glorious scarce an inch before me just as methought it said come bore me i found the vaser rolling over me you should have heard the hamlin people ringing the bells till they rocked the steeple go cried the mare and get long poles poke out the nests and block up the holes consult with carpenters and builders and leave in our town not even a trace of the rats when suddenly up the face of the piper perked in the market-place with a first of you please my thousand guilders a thousand guilders the mare looked blue so did the corporation too for council dinners made rare havoc with claret moselle vin de grave hock and half the money would replenish their cellar's biggest butt with rhenish to pay this sum to a wandering fellow with a gypsy coat of red and yellow beside quoth the mare with a knowing wink our business was done at the river's brink we saw with our eyes the vermin sink and what's dead can't come to life i think so friend we're not the folks to shrink from the duty of giving you something for drink and a matter of money to put in your poke but as for the guilders what we spoke of them as you very well know was in joke beside our losses have made us thrifty a thousand guilders come take fifty the piper's face fell and he cried no trifling i can't wait beside i've promised to visit by dinner-time baghdad and accept the prime of the head cook's pottage all he's rich in for having left in the caliph's kitchen of a nest of scorpions no survivor with him i proved no bargain driver with you don't think i'll bait a stiver and folks who put me in a passion may find me pipe to another fashion how cried the mare do you think i'll brook being worse treated than a cook insulted by a lazy ribald with idle pipe and vesture piebald you threaten us fellow do your worst blow your pipe there till you burst once more he stepped into the street and to his lips again laid his long pipe of smooth straight cane and ere he blew three notes such sweet soft notes as yet musician's cunning never gave the enraptured air there was a rustling that seemed like a bustling of merry crowds jostling at pitching and hustling small feet were pattering wooden shoes clattering little hands clapping and little tongues chattering and like fowls in a farmyard when barley is scattering out came the children running all the little boys and girls with rosy cheeks and flaxen curls and sparkling eyes and teeth like pearls tripping and skipping ran merrily after the wonderful music with shouting and laughter the mare was dumb and the council stood as if they were changed into blocks of wood unable to move a step or cry to the children merrily skipping by and could only follow with the eye that joyous crowd at the piper's back 
but how the mare was on the rack and the wretched council's bosoms beat as the piper turned from the high street to where the vaser rolled its waters right in the way of their sons and daughters however he turned from south to west and to Coppelberg hill his steps addressed and after him the children pressed great was the joy in every breast he never can cross that mighty top he's forced to let the piping drop and we shall see our children stop when lo as they reached the mountain side a wondrous portal opened wide as if a cavern was suddenly hollowed and the piper advanced and the children followed and when all were in to the very last the door in the mountainside shut fast did i say all no one was lame and could not dance the whole of the way and in after years if he would blame his sadness he was used to say it's dull in our town since my playmates left i can't forget that i'm bereft of all the pleasant sights they see which the piper also promised me for he led us he said to a joyous land joining the town and just at hand where waters gushed and fruit trees grew and flowers put forth a fairer hue and everything was strange and new the sparrows were brighter than peacocks here and their dogs outran our fellow deer and honey-bees had lost their stings and horses were born with eagles wings and just as i became assured my lame foot would be speedily cured the music stopped and i stood still and found myself outside the hill left alone against my will to go now limping as before and never hear of that country more alas alas for hamlin there came into many a burgher's pate a text which says that heaven's gate opes to the rich at as easy rate as the needle's eye takes a camel in the mare sent east west north and south to offer the piper by word of mouth wherever it was men's lot to find him silver and gold to his heart's content if he'd only return the way he went and bring the children behind him but when they saw twas a lost endeavour and piper and dancers were gone for ever they made a decree that lawyers never should think their records dated duly if after the day of the month and year these words did not as well appear and so long after what happened here on the twenty-second of july thirteen hundred and seventy-six and the better in memory to fix the place of the children's last retreat they called it the pied piper street where any one playing on pipe or tabor was sure for the future to lose his labor nor suffered they hostelry or tavern to shock with mirth a street so solemn but opposite the place of the cavern they wrote the story on a column and on the great church window painted the same to make the world acquainted how their children were stolen away and there it stands to this very day and i must not omit to say that in transylvania there is a tribe of alien people that ascribe the outlandish ways and dress 
on which their neighbors lay such stress, to their fathers and mothers having risen, out of some subterranean prison, into which they were trepanned long time ago, in a mighty band, out of Hamlin Town and Brunswick Land. But how or why, they don't understand. So, Willie, let you and me be wipers of scores out with all men, especially pipers. And whether they pipe us free from rats or from mice, if we've promised them aught, let us keep our promise. End of poem. This recording is in the public domain.